Hello and welcome to the Conservative Crusader. My name is GOP Josh. Thank you for tuning in today. We have a lot of news to get to today. A lot of COVID news, which makes me happy that I'm not posting this to YouTube because it would most definitely get me taken down for misinformation, even though I have sources for all of my information. We're starting today by talking about a Tennessee county considering adding a Pfizer lobbyist to school board that sets COVID policy for kids. And I wouldn't know about this story had it not been for the newsletter, The Conservative Briefing. Every morning I start my day by reading The Conservative Briefing. They send me the top stories I need to know about what's happening in our country. I had no idea that this uh, school board member, a candidate, was working for Pfizer, but now I do. Go to the conservativebriefing.com to sign up today. Everyone who signs up between now and October 31st will be entered to win a signed Make America Great Again hat signed by President Trump. I know I'm entered to win that. I really hope I can win. And yeah, uh, that's how I get my information in the morning. A lot of the articles I tweet out during the day will be from the Conservative Briefing newsletter. So go to theconservativebriefing.com to sign up today. So Tennessee County considers adding Pfizer lobbyists to their school board that sets COVID policy for kids. This is a story from The Federalist. A Tennessee County embroiler... Uh, embroiled in arguments over whether to mask kids is considering adding a Pfizer lobbyist to its school board. Williamson County School Board member Brad Fiscus first announced that he was stepping down from his position in August following months of advocating for anti-science mask mandates for school children. Fiscus blamed his organization on his family's decision to relocate after his wife, Michelle Fiscus, Tennessee's former top vaccine official, was fired for promoting a memo on a state law that reportedly allowed kids to get vaccinated without their parents' consent. She was later ridiculed for demanding a government... A government investigation into a dog muzzle she ordered on her office was sent as a threat. Up until last week, 10 candidates were vying to take over Brad Fiskick's position following months of parental complaints in the district over COVID-19 restrictions. Because Fiskick served from Williams County District 4, the District 4 County Commissioners are tasked with nominating his replacement, although other commissioners may nominate candidates as well. District 4 Commissioners Greg Lawrence and Chad Story officially nominated Josh Brown, who is the National Vice President of State Government Relations for Pfizer, the pharmaceutical company that created one of the COVID-19 shots to the school board on Thursday. Josh brings, many, brings to the board many years of Fortune 500 senior-level executive management experience. He is a very humble man with a measured temperament and high, highly principled character, Lawrence said in story, uh, said in an announcement. Brown's ties to the company has made millions of dollars off of vaccine sales fueled by private and government-endorsed vaccine coercion are not lost on his competitors nor parents in the district who fought a hard time against Fiscus' willingness to embrace a strict COVID-fear-based regime. Biotech and Pfizer recently announced that they will begin to seek approval for COVID-19 shots for children. And while Brown has yet to comment on if his controversial ties to the vaccine creators or say if it influenced his interest in being on the school board, it is clear he, that he maintains a deep commitment to the pharmaceutical industry. As Gary Humble, the founder and director of Tennessee Stands, noted Brown serves as a state lead for Pfizer to a number of external organizations, including the National Governors Association, Pharma, and Bio. He also serves on Pfizer's U.S. Global Initiative Pharma Sales Extended Leadership Team in his role as government affairs liaison to the commercial business. He represents Pfizer on the uh, PHRMA state section, where he recently served as chair and currently serves on the Bio State Government Relations Committee. So, why would Josh Brown want to be on a school board? Josh Brown has done a lot more successful things with his life than serving on a school board. Not that there's anything wrong with serving on a school board. I think every person should 
be very involved in the public school system, in the private school system, in the school system, period. But why would he want to serve on a school board? Right around the time that Pfizer is trying to allow the vaccine to be required, not required, but allow the vaccine to be approved for 5 to 11-year-olds. We talked about this on my TikTok. Um, Only 499 0 to 17-year-olds have died from COVID. Why are they getting vaccinated? I have no clue. But um, he also sits on the board of California Life Sciences. This is a Tennessee board, by the way, which plans to dedicate at least $3 million to promote the Radical and Social Equity Initiative, which is designed to do more for the historically excluded black, indigenous, and other people of color, BIPOC populations in California. Brown previously did not answer the Tennessee Star's questions about his positions on COVID-19 mask mandates and whether public schools at the K-12 level should teach critical race theory. The Williamstown, uh, Williamson County Board of Commissioners is scheduled to officially vote on Brown on Monday night. So I'm recording this on Wednesday, so this might be a little bit of an older article. I don't know if he was approved or not, but that is honestly Dangerous. Someone like that should not be on a school board, especially with ties to Pfizer, ties to these big government liberal organizations should not be serving on a school board. Obviously, he has some ulterior motives. Those motives might come out in the future. Who knows? But these people being uh, in charge of the, the academia, in charge of the... The curriculum, I'm sorry, I'm trying to think of the words uh, that is being taught to your kids. These people with ties to Pfizer, with ties to these liberal vaccine organizations, is trying to immune, uh, not immunize, immunocompromise with the vaccine every single person on this planet. And there's a lot going into the vaccine and the legitimacy of it. But something that really stands out to me is the Cleveland Clinic denied a woman a liver transplant over the COVID vaccine. So this lady has stage 4 liver cancer. A Northeast Ohio woman is the latest patient being denied a life-saving transplant surgery over the COVID vaccine. Michelle Vitolo has been battling stage 4 liver disease for four years and began seeing doctors at the Cleveland Clinic in 2019. Her husband of 47 years, Jim Vitolo, said that they have sacrificed a lot in preparation for the surgery and followed all of the instructions by clinic doctors. They had to sign an agreement that we would live within one hour of the Cleveland Clinic. I had to quit my job because of all the visits ended up sleeping literally hundreds of days in my car in the carport there because of the expense. The couple and the entire family was ecstatic when they learned their daughter, Angela, was an exact liver match. After rigorous testing on both mom and daughter, the multiple treatments to stabilize Michelle's health, they were finally ready for surgery at the end of September. However, less than two weeks later, it was canceled indefinitely. We were told to get ready, said Angela Green. Then we get the news that we were taken off the list and we can't do it without the vaccine, and it was heartbreaking. The entire family opposes the COVID vaccine for religious and medical concerns. To us, it's a big mistake. It's against our beliefs, said Jim, which is her husband. We've heard of adverse reactions like blood clotting and heart problems. Those are not supposed to happen from a vaccine, and we don't feel comfortable taking it on that many risks. In response, the Cleveland Clinic sent Fox 8 the following statements. The health and safety of our patients is our top priority. Cleveland Clinic has recently developed a safety protocol for solid organ transplantation that requires COVID-19 vaccination to be an active transplant candidate or living donor. Vaccination is partially, particularly, particularly important for their patients, for their safety. For the living donor, preventing COVID-19 infection around the time of a surgical operation is crucial. For the transplant candidate, in addition to a major operation, medications taken after an organ transplant weaken a person's immune response, 
Serious complications of COVID-19 are most likely to develop in those individuals who have weakened immune systems and their body has a reduced ability to fight and recover from infections. The FDA-authorized vaccines have been determined to be safe and effective and are the best way to prevent severe illness and death from COVID vaccines. Or COVID-19. So the Cleveland Clinic, a hometown clinic basically, I'm not that close to Cleveland, but a hometown clinic, an Ohio clinic, is denying transplants. And it's not like this is some random donor who doesn't want to transplant to someone who's not vaccinated. This is her daughter. They're denying a transplant because this woman who is against the COVID vaccine hasn't gotten the vaccine. And the thing about that statement is nowhere does it mention natural immunity. This is an article from June. No point in vaccinating those who have had COVID-19, Cleveland Clinic study suggests. So I do want to give credit to my follower and my friend on Twitter who pointed this out to me, Jesse James, J-E-S-S-Y, James 105. Sorry if it kind of sort of just cut out there. I'm having some technical difficulties. But thank you to Jesse James 105 for bringing this to my attention, this uh, article about the Cleveland Clinic. No point vaccinating those who have had COVID-19, Cleveland Clinic study suggests. Scientists from the Cleveland Clinic has recently evaluated the effectiveness of coronavirus vaccine among individuals with or without a history of severe acute acute respiratory syndrome coronavirus vaccine. Coronavirus 2, that's (laughs) SARS-CoV-2 infection. The study findings revealed to individuals with previous COVID infections infestation infection I, 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 da, 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 da. infection do not get additional benefits from vaccination indita- indicating that covid-19 vaccination should be prioritized to individuals without prior infection so that, that that's all i want to read from that article so cleveland clinic is denying people we, we don't know if they've had covid or not i don't think that's stated in the article anywhere now that's the end of the article we don't know if they have previous immunity we don't know if they have pardon if they don't if they have a history of having covid if they if they've had natural immunity if they've had the antibodies we don't know that in the cleveland clinic's own study said that if you have natural immunity there's no reason to get the shot there's no reason to get the shot the sad thing is, they are prioritizing a political narrative. They are prioritizing a vaccine that, that's in their back pockets when the money. Then they are natural immunity and the health of people. This lady has stage four liver disease. Her daughter is willing to give her a liver. And she isn't able to because of people like the Cleveland Clinic and the people at the Cleveland Clinic. Who go against their own science. They go against their own science. Because she's not vaccinated. Because she won't get this shot. They are willing to let a patient die. Because they're not going to get vaccinated. They are willing to let a patient die. That have quit their job that have lived in their car, they are willing to let them die because they were trying to get this this transplant. Is that acceptable? Is that something that we can just do nowadays? If we don't agree with someone's politics, we can just let them die? When you have the resources to save their life because they won't get a vaccine 
You're kidding me. They will let them die. They don't care. In that... Okay, so libertarians. I'm going to go on a rant about libertarians really quick. No vaccine mandates from the government, but as long as private businesses... Oh, that's okay. The private business, No. Private businesses are vaccinating... Are mandating the vaccination because so they can save a life. They can't save a life without the vaccination. Libertarians need to fight against tyranny. And I know there's a lot, a lot of listen to libertarian listeners out there. There's a lot of more traditional conservative, I should say, listeners out there need to fight against private business tyranny as well. And this is private business tyranny. This is private business tyranny. So I, I am praying for, what's her name again, Angela, I think it was. Michelle Vitolo, her daughter is Angela. I'm praying for her. I hope she can improve. I hope she can get the uh, transplant somewhere else. But the fact that the Cleveland Clinic won't do it over the vaccination is utterly stupid. Um, I, I don't know if they get any sort of, does Cleveland Clinic get tax dollars? Are they, okay, I don't think they have. I, I don't know. think there's publicly funded, thank goodness, but really, we need to do something against private business tyranny, which is just as bad as government tyranny when it comes to the vaccine mandate. Do not get the vaccine. So Southwest Airlines cancels more than 1,000 weekend flights, kind of staying on the same topic of the vaccine. Southwest Airlines canceled hundreds of flights over the weekend, blaming the woes on air traffic control issues and weather. That's hilarious. So the organization that's like in charge of the air traffic control came out like, no, it's not us. It's not us. It, it, it's Southwest. Every other <laughs> – the weather, the weather. The weather must only affect one airline <laughs> because every other airline canceled like 10 flights around the country. And Southwest canceled 28% over more than 1,000 flights. But it's all because of the weather, guys. It's not because our pilots are tired of the vaccine mandate. It, no, 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 no. It's just the weather, guys. It's just the weather. There was the highest rate by far of the major U.S. airlines, next in line were Legion and Sprint, which canceled 5% and 4%. American Airline, Airlines canceled 2%. Southwest Airlines said in an emailed statement that it experienced weather challenges <laughs> in its Florida airports at the beginning of the weekend, which were compounded by unexpected air traffic control issues in the same region. Those issues triggered delays and prompted significant cancellation for the airport airlines beginning Friday evening. So, not getting the vaccine is now a, me- uh, is now a weather issue. <laughs> Being against the, uh, the vaccine mandate is now a weather issue. And I, I, I don't know if I can put this picture on screen or not, but I do kind of want to pull it up. Because it was a flag flying from the inside, the outside of a Southwest airplane. So I will, uh, I'll put that on screen for us listening on Rumble. It's a Southwest airplane with a don't tread on me flag hanging out the window. But it's all because of the weather, guys. It's all because of the weather. Nothing to do with the vaccine. Nothing to do with us being tyrannical and mandating the vaccine. But this is what we need. This is an unorganized strike. This wasn't an official strike. They just all called unsick at the same time. This is what we need. We need patriots standing up. We need patriots that are willing to lose their jobs. We need patriots that are going to fight 
for the rights of Americans to not get this vaccine. We need patriots that will do what they need to do to stop from getting the shot. We need to stand up. Because we don't know what this vaccine will do. And I have said this weeks on weeks now. I'm just repeating myself. We don't know what this vaccine will do. We don't know what will happen. So we just need to stand up. In my opinion, that's what we need to do. Uh, and, uh, and and just stop working. If they're going to mandate the vaccine, stop working. If they're going to, If they're going to try to cause you to either get this shot or lose your job, lose your job. Be prepared to lose your job. Ha- have another anti-vax job lined up. I know it's easy for me to say because I don't work. I-, I don't have a job. I'm a teenager. But if 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 we need to stand up. And if we bow our our knee because they threaten to fire us, if they bow, if we if we bow down to them because they have the power to fire us, then we're not we're never going to be able to stand up again. We're never going to be able to revolt against tyrannical government and tyrannical business again. And I I don't think that people who are getting the vaccine so they can keep their excuse me to keep their job realize that because if we can't fight, if we can't fight against this, we will never be able to stand up again. Because the more we, we we dig in, it was just two weeks to begin with. And then it was until we get a vaccine or there's enough masks, I'm sorry. And then it's until we find a vaccine. And then it's until you get two doses of the vaccine. And then it's a booster shot every six months. And now it's a, a pill, a COVID pill. This is from the Daily Wire. Pharmaceutical company Merck announced Monday that they have they and Ridgeback Biotherapy Biotherapeutics we're requesting emergency authorization from the U.S. Food and Drug Administration, the FDA, for an experimental antiviral COVID pill. Merck has a, have submitted an emergency use authorization application to the Food and Drug Administration for a, I'm not going to try to pronounce the name of the pill, an investigational oral antiviral medication for the treatment of mild to moderate COVID-19 in adults who are at risk of progressing to severe COVID-19 and hospitalization. They announced a press release. The companies are actively working with regular red regulatory agencies worldwide to submit applications for emergency use and marketing authorization in the coming months. The request is based on positive results from a planned interim analysis which evaluated the pill in a non-hospitalized adult patient with mild to moderate COVID-19 and who are at risk of progressing to severe COVID-19 and or hospitalization. So we have this pill, and it's supposed to act in place of the antibodies from what I can tell. So the patients who received it, 7.3% of them were hospitalized or died through day 29 following randomization compared with 14.1% of placebo-treated patients through day 29. No deaths were reported in patients with their shot, where their pills as compared with 8 deaths in patients who received placebo. Okay. This sounds a lot like something that happened a few months ago. Where get two shots of the vaccine and we're all going to go back to normal. And then you're going to have to get a booster every six months. And then when you're sick, it might not work, so you need antibodies. And now we have a pill for the antibodies. And now this pill is going to suddenly stop you from from getting a severe COVID case. And now you're going to take the pill every three months. And then every three weeks. And then every three days. And then every day. And then every hour. And then every minute. Not not that drastic, but probably about every every day. It's just 
two weeks to slow the spread. It's just until we get the vaccine. It's just until we get two doses of the vaccine. It's just until you take a booster shot every six months. It's just until you, you, you take a pill every day. When does it end? The more we comply, the more we allow them to mandate this, the more we allow them to basically to, to be tyrannical with our personal health, the more we allow it, the more they will bow in. The more they, the more control they will take. Didn't we realize from March of 2020, the more control we give them, the more they'll take. And then the more of that we give them, the more they'll take. And the more of that we give them, the more they'll take. Until they have total control. Until they have total control. You can't leave the house without getting the vaccine in some states. You can't leave the house without getting the vaccine in some countries like Australia. Praying for my people in Australia. I know we have some listeners there. When will it end? When will we stop bowing in? Because we need to stop bowing in. My name is JP Josh. This is the Conservative Crusader. We'll be right back after these messages. Stay tuned. Welcome back. This is the Conservative Crusader, gopjosh.com slash show. You can find everywhere you can listen to it, of course, and then gopjosh.com for the rest of the content. We have one more COVID story and then two more hilarious stories that I want to get to before today's episode is over. This is from the dailyveracity.com. Study finds 19 times the rate of heart inflammation in the young than expected after vaccination for COVID-19. Amid reports that several European countries have paused the Moderna COVID vaccine due to heart inflammation, a recent study found that the COVID vac- the Pfizer vaccine, myocarditis case, cases occurred more than 19 times higher than the expected number for kids aged 12 to 15, which a lot of my listeners are in that age range. Study also found a five-fold increase in mitocarditis rate subsequently, subsequently after two, dose two as opposed to dose one in 15-year-old males. Within eight year weeks, eight weeks of the public offering of COVID nineteen products to the twelve to fifteen year old age group, we found nineteen times the expected number of mitocarditis cases in the vaccination volunteers over background mitocarditis rates in for this age group. In addition, a five fold increase in mitocarditis rate was observed subsequent to dose two as opposed to dose one in fifteen year old males. A total of sixty seven percent of all cases occurred with Pfizer, the Pfizer vaccine. Sweden's health agency recently said it will stop giving the Moderna vaccine to those born in after ninety in or after nineteen ninety one, and Denmark is halting the vaccination for anyone under eighteen. In the preliminary data, there is a suspicion of an increased risk of heart inflammation when vaccinated with Moderna, the Danish health authorities said. Even though the Pfizer vaccine has been shown to have the same or even more severe adverse reactions. Um, I, I can't pronounce that name. Head of the Infection Control of the or Norwegian Institute of Public Health said that men under the age of 30 should use the Pfizer vaccine over the Moderna. According to the new study produced by MedRxIV, the current COVID vaccines could pos- 
potentially be more dangerous to children than COVID-19 themselves. We've been known this. We know this. 499 deaths from 0 to 17 should not be enough to have the, one of the largest age groups get vaccinated. I, 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 I'm putting that out there. Study found that after healthy male children receive their COVID-19 vaccine, CDC defined myo, myo, myopericarditis rates were many times higher than the hospitalization rates for the same demographic during moderate to high transmission periods. Studies show that the vaccines are statistically at least six times more likely to cause heart problems than a child's risk to be hospitalized from COVID-19. According to the Toronto Sun, more than 100 Ontario youth have been sent to the hospital for vaccine-related heart problems. While there have been potentially thousands of reports of the same issue occurring in U.S. children following vaccination. Why would you get your child vaccinated? Unless you're that bought in to the Fauci cult. If you're, if you're that bought in to the COVID cult that you're going to get your, your child vaccinated when it's going to literally hurt them. It's going to hurt them very badly. You have to be paid into some sort of cult for that, in my opinion. The couple said it happened October. An Indiana and Evansville family and their attorney claimed they were accidentally given full adult doses of Pfizer vaccine instead of the flu shots they were expecting. The couple said it happened October 4th at a local Walgreens, and their family of four includes two adults and two children who are just five and four years old. Walgreens called me to say there was a mix-up. We did not receive the flu shots, said Alexandra. I'm like, well, what did we get? And he was like, we got the COVID-19 shot. And so I was like, well, what does this mean for my kids? The family says the children have been taken to a cardiologist, and we're both... And we're told both children are showing signs of heart issues. The cardiologist said our daughter was having higher blood pressure than she would like. And Lucas, our son, was having um, tachycardia. I think is that how you pronounce it? Let me verify what this is before I talk about it. It's a medical term for a heart rate over 100 beats per minute. There are many heart rhythm disorders that can cause that. Sometimes it's normal for you to have a fast heartbeat. But he's having a heartbeat over 100 beats per minute. Parents say their younger child has been sick with a fever and a cough, and the older child has developed a fever. When local news outlets reached out to Walgreens for a statement, the company said, due to privacy laws, we cannot comment on specific patient events. Wow. So that, that's a five-year-old and a four-year-old, I think it said, right? Five and four? Let me make sure. Yes, five and four-year-olds. So these five and four-year-olds got the vaccine accidentally, not intended. And that was a full dose. So I think that was probably both doses. I'm not sure because I didn't go in and get the second one according to this article. So because of a mix-up, a mix-up, it, we're not trying to force the vaccine, but we're going to give it to you when you try to get the flu shot. These kids could die from heart inflammation, heart problems. Why? Why would you inject your child with this vaccination? I'm not getting the vaccine. I'm not going. I will not comply. As a lot of people are saying online, I, you have to put a bullet between my eyes before I comply. That's a little drastic, but I don't know. that The, the way this is going, that might be true. I'm not getting the vaccine. So if, you get the, if, you, if you're a, a, a parent and you give your child the vaccine, I don't want to say you're a bad parent, but you're kind of a bad parent. Uh, you probably shouldn't be able to be a parent to be completely honest with you if you're if you're going to give your child this experimental shot you probably shouldn't be a parent if i'm in all honesty no 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 offense no offense intended but if you're going to give your child the vaccine you probably shouldn't be a parent because unless your child has like a very bad health problem you should not give him the vaccine or her the vaccine in my opinion so this is a kind of a hilarious uh, story. Hillary Clinton says she won't run again for elected office, but's never going to get out of politics. 
this is kind of moving away from COVID because I kind of want to move away from that before we end the episode. Former First Lady and Presidential Candidate Hillary Clinton said that she has no plans to run again for elected office but will never be out of the game of politics, citing the insurrection and saying democracy is at stake. Okay, boomer. Clinton, who was elected as a New York senator but lost two House White House bids, made the comments on Monday's ABC Good Morning America while promoting the upcoming release of her first fiction novel. Isn't everything she's ever written been fiction? Beyond her concerns about the January 6th Capitol breach, Clinton also cited disinformation on Facebook and other social media sites as a reason to stay in politics. I feel I really feel our democracy is at stake, and there are many reasons for that. Some of them we saw on screen with the insurrection, some of them because of the revelations about Facebook that creates a world of disinformation instead of, you know, one that we can agree on what the facts are. She also said, I'm really worried. I really am worried about what's happening at home and around the world, so I'm never going to get out, you know, being involved, worried, and hopefully helping, trying to help in some way. Clinton's State of Terror, published by Simon and, Simon and Schutzker and co-authored by Louise Penny, is set to release Tuesday. Hillary Clinton, do us all a favor. Do us all a favor. How old is Hillary Clinton? Hillary Clinton. Age. Well, age. 73 years old. Okay, 73 years old. You've ran for White House twice. You failed. Why don't you just stay out of politics? Obviously... Um, I, I don't know. I'll probably get copyright strikes if I play this. But I, I want to play a clip of the rap battle of Trump versus Clinton. It's hilarious, in my opinion. But it, it's a line by President Trump that I think fits this pretty well. So I'm going to try to find that before I play the audio because I kind of want to scrub through it really quick. Um, okay, let me see if this works. I don't know where I'm actually at, but we'll try it. too. And you almost lost the primary to a socialist Jew. What are the American people? Got a Yankee doodle do. You're gonna throw your fat face at the just not that What are the American people gotta do to get it through your fat face if they're just not that into you? Hillary Clinton, stay out of politics. You will be the downfall of this country, and I'm not being dramatic. Hillary Clinton, stay out. Keep writing fiction. Keep writing fiction. And Maxine Waters claimed Maxine Waters, she's like 88. She's 88, isn't she? That could be wrong. But we need to get some old people out of politics. She's 83. Maxine Waters claims on Twitter that her account was hacked and erased. California Democrat Maxine Waters on Tuesday retweeted that her Twitter account has been hacked and subsequently erased despite it being in working order. I have been hacked and my Twitter account has been erased, the congresswoman wrote despite her account appearing untouched and her previous tweet still intact. She put on Twitter, I've been erased and my Twitter account has been, er my I've been hacked and my Twitter account has been erased. I know who has done this. I will take care of this. M. Waters. <laughs> and if we go, I I'm going to go to the profile really quick. I just scroll through this. Her pinned tweet from the 20, the from March 16th, 2017 is still there. October 11th is still there. Um, she tweets a lot. Wow. September 28th is still there. September 24th, September 21st, September 2nd. All these old tweets, 3,000 tweets are still on her page. Nothing has been erased. She's just a boomer that doesn't know politics, that, that knows politics, that doesn't know social media, that doesn't know the internet age, that doesn't know any of this. She should also be a kid out of politics. How long has she been in Congress? How long has she been in Congress? since 1991 so uh yeah let's let's get her out of politics if we can please um not that you should support a grifting candidate in la who's going to run against her because that'd be just a waste of money but uh, she she has to resign she has to retire somehow 
But that is today's episode of The Conservative Crusader. Thank you guys for tuning in. If you're not already following on all of your favorite podcasting platforms, let me find my funny tweet about that. Um, I'm not fu- the, the the red flag trend is like when you see red flags w- like with like a relationship or something. I'm not following the conservative crusader on my favorite podcast platform. Red flag, red flag, red flag. Let's fix that. GOPjosh.com slash show. Make sure you're subscribed. Make sure you're following. Rate five stars on the podcast. Subscribe on Rumble. GOPjosh.com slash show. Stay tuned.